Often there we're going to talk about the parasha. The parasha this week is really a combination of two parashiyot, Bahar and Bechukotai. We're going to talk about the first pasuk of the first parasha. This year is dedicated in memory of Yosef Hirsch Zichronol on his 20th year side by his loving family. Uh, Yosef was a student in our yeshiva. And about Yosef, I could say that it's, uh, his death was really a tragedy for Am Yisrael because he had the potential and was acting on that potential to do great things for our nation. The first pasuk in our parish says, And Rashi points out, we'll look at the Rashi in a moment, Rashi points out that this idea of Bahar Sinai uh, seems odd. I mean, most mitzvot are not explained as coming from Har Sinai. But we understand that somehow they come from Har Sinai. Let's look at the Rashi. Let's see how Rashi tries to help us. Bahar Sinai, Mayan Shemitah, it's Har Sinai. So we know that this parasha in Bahar, at the beginning of Bahar, chapter 25 in Vayikra, Bahar, contains an extensive discussion of the laws of Shemitah and Yovel. Shemitah every seven years, Yovel every 50th year. The details are expressed explicitly in this parasha of Bahar. So Rashi says, quoting, we'll see it in a minute, why is it that the topic Shemitah it is a stress in the Pasuk Bahar Sinai that this happened this happened Bahar Sinai why is that? I mean all of the mitzvot were from Bahar Sinai Hello, Rashi says all of the mitzvot were spoken Misinai. Now that that's far from obvious if you remember the parasha of Matantara, which is called Yitro. He says, where, where does it say that Kola Mitzvot Namrum is Sinai? Ela, that's exactly the point. Mashmita Namru Klaloteha Upratoteha Vitiktukeha Bisinai. Just as all the details of the halachic system of Shemitah were, was spoken by Sinai, because it says in the Pasuk, Bahar Sinai, At kulam ne'emru, Sinai. So we have a, we are to understand that even though the words Bahar Sinai do not appear do not appear, the words do not appear in a, in other mitzvot, in a, not Shemitah, not Yovel, but other mitzvot, they, the words Bahar Sinai do not appear. So that means that somehow 
כולם נאמרו כלותיהם ודקדוקיהם מסיני. בסדר, there's a lacuna which I don't want to get into, but something missing in this Rashi with the Ramban that tries to explain at, at considerable, with considerable effort. כך שנויה בתורת כהנים. תורת כהנים is a medrash, the medrash halakha on the book of Ayikra. Tarat Kohanim, the Torah of the priests. Tarat Kohanim. So this is all a quote. But the idea, I mean, even though there's a question about the quote that Rashi quotes here, but the idea that everything comes from, everything was given somehow to Harsinai, that idea is understandable. And I understand that. I may not understand how we know that, but I... I can understand the words in the Torah Kohanim. Venerally, Shekach Perusha. So Rashi admits that this is a difficult, difficult passage. And he wants to explain it. And he says, the Vishalomat Sinu, Shritat Karkaochinishnait Baravot Moab. Avot Moab is the book of Dvarim also known as Mishneh Torah, the, the halachot of, of, uh, of Shemitah are not given to us in, our, in uh, Mishneh Torah or in our Rod Moab. Lamadu sheklaloteo pratoteo kulam neemru Sinai. So we understand. How did, how did, uh, when did this happen? It happened at Hasinai. And the apostle comes to teach us. That everything Hakadosh spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu and told him the words of the Torah. Shabi Sinai Ayukulam, they were all from Sinai Klalotehem, Vidiktu Kehem, Vikazruva Nishtuba Avod Moab, and then they might have been repeated again. Anything that's in our Bod Moab is not invented in our Bod Moab. But Khazruva Nishnuba Dravot Moab, they that's why Where the book of the Torah, the book of the book of Dvarim, is also called Mishneh Torah. It's also called Mishneh Torah. So that the all the all the halachot that are mentioned in the book of Dvarim is not because Moshe Rabbeinu didn't receive them at Har Sinai. Certainly Moshe Rabbeinu received them in Arsinai. Well, how do you know that? How do you know that? So there's a postage at the end of the parsha of Mishpatim, and you have to bear with me. I, 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 uh, I was not able to fix these Mar'emikal uh, Mot in a proper manner. The end of the parasha Mishpatim, I'm going to try to make it easier. Perak Kavdalit Pasuk Yudbet. Perak Kavdalit Pasuk Yudbet, it says the following. <clears throat> 
ויאמר השם אל משה, להגיד את הדוד, יהיה את הדפש במשפטים. ואז יתרו, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up on Hasinah and all the people were standing there and they received something which enabled them to understand that receiving a Torah min ha-shamayim is in fact a possibility. It could happen. It did happen for B'nai Yisrael. And then the, then the next time, after the parish of Yitro, comes the parish of Mishpatim. The parish of Mishpatim contains a lot of laws of the Torah. So that when Moshe Rabbeinu speaking to B'nai Yisrael said, do you accept it? They accept the Torah. So they could say, yes, we accept the Torah. Why? Because, because you, it's hard to accept something if you don't know it. You don't know what it is. So what's your acceptance word? So the parasha mishpatim, the parasha mishpatim is the parasha of acceptance of the Torah. Leads to the acceptance of the Torah. And then finally, Moshe Rabbeinu, at the end of the parasha mishpatim, that's the puzzle that we're learning. Vayom Hashem Moshe, God said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Alei Eli Ahara. V'yesham, now go up. What do the Jews have up to now? Up to now they have Aseret Adibrot, and they have the Parsha Mishpatim. Then God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Alei Eli Ahara V'yesham, go, go up to the mountain and be there. And be there. And that's when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Right, first there was Yitro. And then there's 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days and 40 nights. V'etnalecha, the Pesach says. And HaKadosh Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I will give you, I will give you, et luchota evin, the stones, the blocks of stone on which the Aseret Hadibrot will be engraved. This time, God is responsible for these command for these stones on which the commandments will be written. The Torah, All of this is going to be there. Torah, Mitzvah. We don't know exactly what that means. Let's look at Rashi. Again, I'm looking at the Rashi in Shmot. In the Shvot and Perak of Dalit, Vasuk Yud Bet, the Rashi says that Luchot Ha'Evin Vatoreva Misvasha Katati Lorotam. Rashi, Rashi, who like formulated all of our ideas of these things. Rashi says, Rashi says, Kol Sheish Me'ot Shloshes Rebitzvot. What is God going to give Moshe Rabbeinu? What is God going to give Moshe Rabbeinu? Kol sheish mi'ol to shlosh etzrei mitzvot. All the 613 mitzvot. So Rashi says, Rashi says, why did he do that? How did he do that? Moshe Rabbeinu came down for came down from Har Sinai, you know, before the Chet HaEgel. Moshe Rabbeinu came down from Har Sinai. He saw everybody singing and dancing and he broke the tablets. What was written on the tablets? The Ten Commandments. How does Rashi think? How does Rashi think that the 613 mitzvot were given to Moshe Rabbeinu? He says, In some manner, the, what are the Ten Commandments? Why, why, we, why are the Ten Commandments special? Why, why are they just commandments? Like other commandments. I mean, what's the difference between 
what's written in the Ten Commandments, and they're eating a matzah on Pesach, shaking a lulav on Sukkot. What's the difference? So Rashi says, Rashi says, Sheish me'otah, Shlosh Shei Mitzvot, the 613 Mitzvot that we know about. Mechalal al-Seret ad-Debrotein. They're somehow included. I would say that each of the Ten Commandments is a is a topic. It's a it's a, a heading. And that topic and that heading contains the rest of the mitzvot. So it's like Moshe Rabbeinu received received the Ten Commandments in a obvious manner. And somehow he also received the six hundred and thirteen mitzvot. Uh, somehow within each of the Ten Commandments there were other commandments and all in all he received all 613 and Rashi goes on and quotes from if you don't know who that is look it up that's why we have Google Rashi in one of the books that he wrote uh understood what this idea was, and he showed that the 613 mitzvot can be placed into the category called, in the category called Diber, or Dibrot, or the Aserita Dibrot, the Ten Commandments. Each one of the commandments creates a uh, a, a topic. Okay, it's a topic, and that topic, uh, finally, when you add up the, all the Ten Commandments, all the commandments that are brought to bear from the Ten Commandments, you find 613. So again, according to Rashi, what did Moshe Rabbein, what did Am Yisrael receive at Har Sinai? They received the 613 mitzvot, and the 613 mitzvot were in two forms. One, I mean, I'm skipping. The Chaita Egel and Moshe Rabbeinu went up again on Har Sinai, another 40 days and 40 nights to receive the same thing in the second time that he received the first time, except that the second time, the Luchota Evan, the stone, the stones that Moshe Rabbeinu brought up to heaven were uh, made by him. He, Moshe Rabbeinu, the first time the stones were made by God. And the second time the stones were made by Moshe Rabbeinu. So except for that difference, except for the difference the second time they went up, Moshe Rabbeinu came down with the stones. Other stones were Aseret Adibrod. And somehow the Aseret Adibrod led to Moshe Rabbeinu understanding all the 613 mitzvot, and that was kind of validated somehow or verified by Rav Sadiqon, who actually showed that it's reasonable to say that the 613 mitzvot can be uh, uh, part of the ten, part of the ten commandments. Rajbam, who, who, who wrote a commentary that added on to Rashi, 
Rashbam said, Bahar Sinai, what does Bahar Sinai mean in this pasuk that we're learning? Kodem shukam ol mo'ed. Kodem shukam ol mo'ed, because what happened when when hukam ol mo'ed? Ol mo'ed is where the Torah was taught to B'nai Israel during the 38 years of the desert. Moshe Rabbeinu would go into the Old Mu'ed, receive the next part of the Torah, and then come back again. So we see from the Rashi and Mishpatim that, of course, Moshe Rabbeinu did not receive the Torah that he wrote in the desert and gave out to the Shvatim at the end of his life, the 13th Sifrei Torah, one for each of the of the uh, tribes, and one for Aaron Akoin, so that the Oel Moed, the Oel Moed represents, as the Ramban pointed out, the stent of the meeting that they had, which was sort of like the way the Beit HaMikdash would ultimately be built. The Oel Moed was the place that Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah that was written down in the 38 years of the desert. It was the Oel the words Oel indicate leaving Har Sinai and leaving the experience of Har Sinai. And the experience of Har Sinai for B'nai, for B'nai Yisrael was a seret that they brought. And the Aseret that they brought, Rashi said, contained in potential all of the mitzvot of the Torah. But Torah, what we call Torah, the Torah Shabbat, the Torah that is written down, told him that that Torah began in Olmoed. It's true that Rashi says, that Rashi said that the Torah of Breshit until Yitro was known to B'nai Yisrael even before they came to Arsinai. But it's not clear what it was that they they had. So, the point is, that Rashi is making, let's go back to the beginning of the Rashi. Why is this stress that the rules of Shemitah have something to do with Har Sinai. Well, mitzvot nemarot misinai. Kol mitzvot. That's the Rashi in Mishpatim. Elamash mitah nemrakla lo teha prato teha vediktuke misinai. And here I would say that this is really what the Rambam said. The Rambam said in the introduction that he wrote to the Perush Mishnah that he wrote, he the Rambam, and he said that you have to understand that there's a Torah Shabbat of the Torah Shabbat there's a kind of necessary interpretation. And that the interpretation, so the Rambam says, is a, the Apostolic says, the Sukkot sit the Sukkot for seven days. That's a simple Pasuk. The Rambam says, not so simple. How do you know about the walls of the sukkah? 
How do you know about the schach of the sukkah? How do you know how big the sukkah could be? How tall the roof of the sukkah could be? I mean, so if there are, if Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching the pasuk, somebody's going to say, what's a sukkah? If Moshe Rabbeinu says, somebody's going to say, what's totafot? And that is called by the Rabbam, for, for the Rabbam, and that's what, I, as I understand it, Torah with the Torah comes Torah You have to understand it that way. So if you put this Rashi together with that Rashi, it means that B'nai Yisrael, that Moshe Rabbeinu received at Har Sinai, some sort of outline of the mitzvot, some sort of knowledge of the mitzvot, understanding of it. Moshe Rabbeinu knew how to build a sukkah. Moshe Rabbeinu knew how to make tefillin. And so there's an emphasis here in this pasuk, pasuk number one. In, in the parish of Bihar, there's an emphasis that apparently Moshe Rabbeinu received what the, what the Medrash calls klaloteha pratoteha diktukeha. Those are words. It's general ideas. It's detailed ideas. It's uh, precise ideas. All of that was in the Kabbalah of the mitzvot in Sinai. That's what this parish says. Again, the Torah Shaval Peh of the Torah Shabichtav, the Torah Shaval Peh of the Torah Shabichtav. And uh, in order to uh, move along with this idea, I thought we should remind ourselves of last week's parsha. And let me just uh, do it in the language of the Rambam. Akdamata Rambam Daki Kol Mitzvah Shlatana Kolish Bohul Bosheira Bainu. Every mitzvah that Akolish Bohu gave to Moshe Rabbeinu, how many mitzvahs is that according to Rashi? All the mitzvot. Nitna La Bepeirusha. He received it with the necessary interpretation. Haya omelo a mitzvah. Hashem would say to Moshe Rabbeinu, here's the mitzvah. Here's the mitzvah. Right? And afterwards he would explain to him, means how you do it. How you accomplish it. We call Mashu Kolel Sefer HaTorah. We call Mashu Kolel Sefer HaTorah. Everything that was put into the to the Torah, Kolel Sefer Torah, Vinyan Limudo Yisrael, and how did Moshe Rabbeinu teach it to Bnei Yisrael? Ayah, Kufisha Omer, Ayah, as the Gemara itself teaches us, Ayah Moshe Nechnas Bi Ohalo, Moshe Rabbeinu would go into the Ohel, Ohel meaning. Uh, Israel, this is the old way he taught 
people the Torah, and Aaron came, came first to learn from him. And Moshe Rabbeinu would explain the mitzvah to him, to him one time, Pamachat, Velimdehu Perusha, Velimdehu Perusha. What does that mean, Limdehu Perusha? He also taught him what you have to know about the words in order to understand them, in order to be able to affect them and do the mitzvah. You can't just say there's a mitzvah to put on tefillin. You have to show him what tefillin are. We yistalek Aaron, and Aaron disappeared. We achzoli yamin Moshe Rabbeinu, and he came down and he sat next to Moshe Rabbeinu. V'nechlesu acharav elazar v'itamar banav. And after that, Aaron's sons came, elazar v'itamar, he would repeat to Moshe to them what he said to Aaron. It was the 70 skenim. Again, Moshe and Moshe Rabbeinu would teach them just as he taught Aaron and his sons. In other words, not just the mitzvah, the bare mitzvah, but the details that make the mitzvah doable. And after that, the, all the people came. All those who seek God. Until they heard everything, the point that I wanted to make, quoting this, quoting this. Uh, The point that I wanted to make is that, you know, when you teach something, you have to be able to affect it. You have to be able to do it. Otherwise, you haven't taught it. You haven't done it at all. So the way that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu taught is the way that you had to teach if you had a Torah Shabbat Peh or the Torah Shabbat and that's what the Rambam says. Moshe Rabbeinu Moshe Rabbeinu had Torah Shabbat Torah Shabbat and that's what he had to, that's what he had to teach. Uh, that's what he had to teach. Now, I wanted to mention, <laughs> wanted to mention this. We all know we all know that sometimes this process of teaching the Torah of Bichtav with the Torah of Alper, it has its own difficulties. The Pasuk in last week's parashas of Enifet Omer, Lifnei Hashem, you heave 
the Omer that is is an amount. This idea of Mocharat HaShabbat. Mocharat HaShabbat. Mocharat HaShabbat. Rashi. Let's look at the Rashi. Mi Mocharat Yom Tov Arishon Shil Pesach. We know that Svirat Omer. Svirat Omer starts on the second, the day after Yom Pesach in Eretz Yisrael. It starts. It starts the same time in uh, in Chutzlars as well, except they, there's still another day of Yotif. Mimocharat Yom Tov Arishon Shel Pesach. That's called Mimocharat Shabbat. And so this became the subject of controversy. Originally the Baitusim, and then it was carried out by other Others who did not understand the tradition. Rashi succinctly summarizes the problem that the Pasuk says, the day after Shabbat. That's when you do these. These mitzvot. So, so, so Rashi says, no, it's not after Shabbat, it's after Yom Tov. And not only that, Rashi says, we have a way of defending it. Because if you said it was after Shabbat, Shabbat Breshit, right, the seven days from the time of the creation of the world that are repeated week after week after week, because if Pesach falls out, Pulls out on Shabbat. The first day of Pesach is, is Shabbat. So then the last day of Pesach is followed by Shabbat. And so we don't know. If you say that the point is that we should start counting after Shabbat, that if you insist that the word Shabbat means Shabbat, what we call Shabbos, right? That's the, he says, Shabbat Breshit. The Rashbam, the Rambam says, Mi Mocharat Shabbat, Mi Mocharat Shabbat, Mi Mocharat Yom Tov Rishon Shal Pesach. Again, so the Ibn Ezra, here there's a very long Ibn Ezra in which he, he tries to explain that the word Shabbat can legitimately be applied to Yom Tov. But the Baitusim is a, a, a contrary kind of group. And later on, the Karaites, the conservatives, the reform, I mean, they they all uh, uh, didn't like, they didn't like this idea that being Mokhrat Shabbat was the day after Pesach, in spite of what the Rashi pointed out to us. They didn't. They didn't like it. And uh, here you have a, a, an interesting case where the what the uh, the Torah of Alper 
is supposed to be the clarifier, the thing that helps us understand where we stand in all of this. But in fact, it was difficult. It was difficult to be Mokhrat Shabbat. Last week's parasha, Shabbat Sviyat Omer, it was very difficult for us to defend uh, even though finally we did manage to defend it because somehow the majority of the Jewish people accepted the traditions accepted the traditions so this is like a different kind this is an attack on the idea that there was that there was a tradition of interpretation that came from Moshe Rabbeinu would seem to contradict what the what the Torah says. In the first case, we talked about something like sukkah, where simply it's obvious, it's obvious to everybody. I have to have the information that enables me to build a sukkah, and they, that was not the case that they argued. But the Mocharat Shabbat, because the word that appears in the in the Torah is Shabbat, so we thought that. We thought that that would be a good place to argue against the tradition of interpretation. It's important for us to understand that when you say you understand something or you know what it means, or yeah, that that it's not an obvious kind of an obvious kind of thing, and therefore the Torah had to say, Bahar Sinai, that even though the laws of Shemitah appear in the book of the end of the book of Ayikra, which is certainly long after they left Har Sinai, somehow all of the Torah that we have relates back to the Torah of Sinai, and that is uh, that is the case. This kind of relating to the Torah of Sinai, that is the case of the Torah Shemitah and the Torah Peh of the Torah of Sinai. And this is encapsulated in the words of Raji at the end of Mishpatim, that all the Ten Commandments somehow include all of the Taryag, all of the 613 uh, mitzvot. And when it comes to the Shemitah, the Shemitah teaches us that even if in the Torah we only find out about the details in Vayikra, they were around for Moshe Rabbeinu to know even at Har Sinai, and that's the the idea that the Torah Shemichtav of the Torah Shabal Peh, sorry, the Torah Shabal Peh of the Torah Shemichtav relates back to uh, the Kabbalat Torah of Har Sinai, where Moshe Rabbeinu learned all of the mitzvot and the understanding of them, the meaning of them, the ability to translate the words into deeds. Have a good Shabbos. All the best. Thank you. Thank you.